0: Hello, Slate Plus. How have you been? Haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks. What did you guys do for a Slate Plus segment last week when I wasn't here, Emily? Do you even remember? You can't remember.
1: Yeah, we talked about the two free speech First Amendment cases, the one about the slants and disparaging trademarks and the one about oh. um, North Carolina's sex offender law saying the sex offenders oh. can use social media, which got overturned. Yeah. Huh.
0: I wish I'd been there to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I they love were that. Very slants, you- that slants discussion. I had like very heated arguments with people about it.
1: Right. Totally. It was sad that you weren't there, but we muddled on somehow.
0: Well, today we have a much less um, a much less substantive uh, slate plus for you. So the question on the table is, Jacob, what is not a crime that should be a crime?
2: So, uh, David, my mind immediately ran to, um, smooth jazz, uh, crocs.
0: That's
2: a, uh, smooth jazz is on my list. <laughs> stuffed pizza, Chicago style pizza should definitely be legal. But if it, if, what
1: uh, <laughs> That's crazy. You're from Chicago. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's the, <laughs> I, it's the I worst. I absolutely food. disagree. It's the worst food. 100%. Um, what is stuffed
2: but, uh, pizza? It's, it's deep pizza. Dish. It's deep dish pizza with a layer of cheese on the inside. Oh. Oh. It's like, I think they managed to get like 1,400 calories into a slice. Oh, so it's and not you,
1: just deep dish. No, like that is what thing. Chicago South
2: pizza is. And if you eat it. You will feel terrible, <laughs> even if you only eat one piece. Um, but sounds isn't like that punish- donuts. That's punishment yeah. enough. <laughs> right, exactly. No, uh, punishment butter. enough. It doesn't need to be a
0: crime because yeah, you yeah, already you're suffer. Right.
2: But um, no, and in fact, I don't really favor laws against any of those things. I, oh, good. I, just, I just deplore them. But I, I seriously do think there should be uh, regulation that, that effectively prohibits telemarketing it happens just with regularity i mean years ago i successfully got on the do not call list but that doesn't seem to work anymore and you know whenever we're home during dinner the phone rings and i often just let it ring but this i it's ingrained in me that you should answer the phone we you still have, have a it. landline in your house and it's these damn telemarketers and why are they allowed to call you at home with scams and like half the time you pick up the phone and it's not even a human being on the other and it's a recorded voice that doesn't even start right away. So the telltale sign is you pick up the phone and nothing starts happening. But I honestly don't see why it's allowed. It's an invasion of privacy. It's, a, it's an intrusion on, on family life. It should be banned.
1: Can we add email spam to that list, which I get so much of and drives me crazy? Yeah, and especially the people who email and say, "May I drop by at such and such a time?" Like, are you kidding me?
2: Well, then when they don't, you know, when they when they don't have good unsubscribe practices, Ugh. I mean, I it's it's annoying enough when you start getting email that you didn't ask for. But if, at least if you can click once and get off, it that's fine. But a lot of them make it very difficult, and they basically try to get more information as in
0: reward for you trying to get off their list. Yes, well, totally uh, Gmail, I think. Gmail has vastly improved that, but whatever. Em- Emily, what do you think should be um, a crime?
1: I don't want any new crimes. We have multiplied the number of crimes. It is part of our problem of over-enforcement of the law and mass incarceration. I want only fewer crimes.
0: Okay. what's a, What should not be a crime It is a crime?
1: Um, I'm having a little trouble coming up with specific <laughs> examples. But here's one. Urinating in public. The only time that really happens is if you can't find a bathroom, which is a thing in cities and actually not in cities. And usually when people like go find some corner to pee in, I, I know that it is smelly and that is an unfortunate part of peeing. But it's usually an act of desperation and I don't think it should be against the law.
0: That's a great answer. We just need more bathrooms. That's a great answer. That's a that's a really good one. Um, that's a really great answer. The, I generally agree with your principle that we don't need more um, crimes. I, I, I totally agree with it. But I, I made, laid, made my bed and will lie in it. So when but I was but talking, smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. I put, I put actually the saxophone was what I put.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. That's ridiculous.
0: Uh, I also put baseball. Um, <laughs> golf. Definitely not golf. The uh, I I was I was talking to my daughter and her friend in the car this morning. I was asking them and, and my uh, daughter's friend very <laughs> pungently said shooting black people should be a crime, um, which it is, you know, by cops. It was I thought that was a good answer. Um, well,
1: she's right. We should have a different yes. legal standard for for shooting people for the police shooting people.
0: I think that it, probably this is, already is criminal or at least it's it's. Bard is if you if you are in control of a natural resource or you're in control of some object of natural beauty or some unique some unique natural or cultural object that the destruction of it should be criminal that you you just because you own something should not give you the right if you own something which is part of the earth either our cultural or natural patrimony. I don't think you should have the right to destroy it, even if you own it. Like there are times when people, you know, chop down ancient trees, or will somehow bring you know ruination upon something which has been there for centuries. And I feel like that should be criminal.
2: Because like, it people- is in some cases, right? You can't you can't harm an endangered species just because it's on your land, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm having a little trouble with the enforcement. I mean, that sounds very lovely and beautiful. Right now, but like, it's, I agree. The, What? Like, no, how are we going to well, define that?
2: It's also, it. Ha, ha, I mean, in Europe, for example, um, there are laws like that governing works of art. You can't destroy or alter even a work a protected work of art just because you happen to own it they it's called like the this is some french term yeah. for it but it's the moral right yeah. and essentially the artist who creates something oh, right. and his or his descendants uh maintain a moral right involved in the work of art even if somebody else owns it you, which is actually like a a kind of a little bit of a scary concept in terms of all the implications but it's the idea gets a little at what you're talking about david right
0: yeah if you've emily if you've signed a freelance contract in the past 20 years, you have waived the moral right of authors. You've waived that thing, any provision about the moral right of authors. You have waived so that the New York Times can or Slate destroy can, can destroy your I've work. Um, so you can't claim it's a it's an artwork in perpetuity. Yeah, I don't um,
1: think I would have ever claimed it was an artwork.
0: <laughs> I, I think the d-
1: perpetuity part, you too.
0: I feel like there's a category of fraudulent medical research that gets carried out by. Drug companies that ought to be criminal where they like things that that turn out to not really be helpful, but that people end up using because there's because But there, we do have some,
1: rules about that, yeah. about whether how things can be labeled and how they can be marketed if they're not. they we don't We have rules about really
0: telemarketing. Happens. You didn't tell Jacob he couldn't have.
1: I was going to, well, I was going to pipe in a solution.
0: Crack down on
1: I was actually going to say that we fig, I don't know how this happened because my husband happily did this, not me. But now when telemarketers call us, it only rings once. Hmm.
2: It, you set that on your phone or it's.
1: I guess so. I'll I'll put you in touch love, with Paul. I want to I wanna talk to Paul about this. <laughs> Verizon.
2: <laughs> All right. So drug company fraud, you think should be more illegal than it is?
0: Yeah. It's. It, yeah, it's that it's yeah. I I don't know. I I had this. It was actually weird. I I I came up with this topic and thought, oh, there'll be all sorts of examples. And the more I thought about it, I came to your conclusion, Emily, which is basically we've already overcriminalized everything. Absolutely, and, and there really are. And I mean, I mean, one of the problems is that you can always find some law to punish somebody with, you know, some kind of child endangerment law. Is always right.
1: Well, too. with driving, this is really true. Actually, a story that Paul Butler, who I was chattering about, told last night was that he has a friend who's a police officer who sometimes takes Paul's Georgetown Law students on ride alongs and he'll, the cop will say to them, pick a car. And then they'll follow whichever car it was for a few blocks. And the cop can come up with some reason to stop the car. And the Supreme Court has said, like, that's fine as long as you have some reason. And, you know, God, I just think about I mean, I shouldn't go on about my own driving and how bad it is. But like essentially everybody commits a traffic infraction every few blocks. Apparently,
0: D.C. government did something wonderful about 10 years ago. It was was so unlike government and so unlike D.C. government, which you speak for (laughs) your for your Car inspection. So it was a safety inspection and, and safety and emissions. And so they would check to see, like, you know, is this light working? Is, you know, is your side mirror visible or whatever? And so you would get dinged for every little fucking thing that was, that was wrong with your car. You could get dinged and you had to go pay hundreds of dollars. And there was no evidence that actually the, the emissions was at federal law or yeah. so you had right. to do That's it. Fine. But well, all well, the rest of it emissions. had no, had no, had no effect on whether actually cars were safer or. People drove better or anything like that, and so they That's got rid the body of body shop of it. lobby. Yeah, yes, yeah, they got rid of it. It was great, and so now yeah. you know your car has to pass admissions, but otherwise it's sort of like well, you know that that the rest of it is not that relevant. That was an example where the overregulation, thank God, the overregulation of society, but it wasn't criminal, I suppose. Jacob, do you have any other any other? Uh, sh- I think Chicago deep dish pizza is probably. The most, <laughs> I mean, uh, stuffed pizza is the most persuasive one we came up with. What about marketing? Yeah. What about marketing super really unhealthy things to people?
1: I mean that's sort of like the soda tax, right? Except that was a tax, not actually making it illegal. Just think what kind of nanny.
2: They banned state. trans fats, so they made those illegal. Um I mean, you we're in danger of breaking out a serious conversation about paternalism and and so on. And, you know, it's it's. Uh, I find I have I struggle with this issue because in general I don't like paternalistic law, whether it's whether it's regulation or outright banning. On the other hand, I think when you have a persuasive case around public health, it's, it becomes very hard to make a case against it. So the smoking ban is, is the real case because, you know, the, the New York smoking ban was paternalistic and is really using a, I think a kind of pretextual justification about outdoor smoking and smoking in, in public places, um, about harm to others, which isn't so persuasive. But, it's gets a lot of people to quit smoking, persecuting smokers in a paternalistic way, gets them to quit and we're all better off.
1: So what do we think about why we are one might be pro smoking ban, but also pro marijuana legalization? It's a little different because no one's getting arrested for smoking and the harms of criminalizing marijuana are the harms of incarceration and over punishment. But there is this interesting tension there. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean you can
1: also smoking. Cigarette smoking is is more dangerous to your health if you're talking about getting cancer.
2: Yeah, I don't think you should ban smoking. And I think, you know, with... with.
1: Wait, I thought you did think you should ban smoking.
2: Well, I don't think you should make it legal. I mean, oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I think, you you don't should, think you should criminalize it. I, I think it's defensible to restrict, you know, where you can do it. But I don't think you should ban the sale of cigarettes completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. tax the shit out of them. With marijuana, you know, it's partly what the what the social custom has been. I mean, I think the problem with just outright legalizing marijuana, which is obviously happening in lots of places, but that you do send a small – a strong signal encouraging people to use it which isn't good either you know and so that the the ideal outcome is probably kind of ambiguous it's a kind of decriminalization where you're not putting anybody in jail for it but you're also the you have some the you're somehow using the law you know to 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 discourage it.
1: So, should it be like alcohol, where the sales in some states are somewhat restricted, or do you want it to be a step up from alcohol? Because alcohol is more addictive, I mean, causes more driving accidents, et cetera, it, but it has a different socialization and set of customs around it.
2: Yeah, I think you just don't, you can't go immediately for consistency because you'll, you'll, produce bad outcomes. Look, I mean, I think the drinking age of 21 is a bad idea. I think it should be 18.
1: That's because, a good one to get rid of. Yeah,
2: we definitely get rid of that law. I mean, I think it's crazy, you know, 18 to 20 year old, 21 year olds drink. So you just make criminals out of all of them and you breed disrespect for the law and you encourage them to drink surreptitiously. And I think it just makes the whole thing worse. But
1: though, I will say that the one counter to that argument is it really depends on whether the kids are in a culture of driving or not right like so in college where nobody's driving and in New York City where you live it makes much more sense to imagine or at least in terms of in public safety terms it's much more of a clear case to let people drink at 18 or even 17 or 16 but when you are talking about a world in which kids at that age drive a lot then you do have some real questions about drunk driving
2: well that should be illegal right i mean you can you should really punish people for driving drunk you should raise the consequences for that but but, but
1: let them drink
2: let them drink but the person who's driving can't drink at I all i bet
1: you that the, the drunk driving rates would go up
0: if you lower the drinking age
1: yeah, yeah. i mean well, they it, went down special. when they raised it exactly
0: okay Goodbye, Slate Plus. Fare thee well.